This is Thursday morning. It's March 11th. Now, as a pastor, I get to do my fair share of funerals. Being with families at such a time of loss, well, you learn a lot of things. First, you learn how amazing people's lives are. You see the power of life-on-life living, how one person can touch so many other people for good or for ill. I love to see the pictures, hear the stories, to see the power of influence and how the love of a parent or spouse has been so life-shaping and life-giving. But second, you also learn how to grieve, how to miss people you love, how the hole in your heart can be healed, and how you can walk away with gratitude and peace. And finally, you learn about what people hope in. Now, over the years, I can't count how many people have told me their father, their mother, their child was a good person, that their goodness is the basis of their hope with a life, for a life with God forever. Here's our text to today for today, Romans 8:11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Now, as we're looking at the cross, we learn that the death of Jesus actually opened the way to life. Now, we might be surprised that the place of defeat became the ultimate location of victory. That the cross is the door into a future, a new future for humanity. Before Jesus, humankind lived with the awareness of loss. A deep shadow hung across all of life. That shadow was death. It was impenetrable and unconquerable. It was the verdict that stood against every human being, despite class or culture, education or achievement. It was non-negotiable. And Jesus by fully entering into death, opened the way to a living hope, a new way of living for humanity, you could say. Now, of course, for Jesus to do this, he had to die. He didn't appear dead, nor did he escape death. The full weight of death's fury and power was unleashed on Jesus. Taken down from the cross, his body was cold and lifeless. He wasn't weak. He was dead. This is something we don't often consider. We like to think that he escaped that or was somehow exempted from the fullness of death. But but no, he fully took death upon himself. His body laid lifeless in a tomb of stone. His mother and family, his friends and disciples, well, they all mourned. His friends said, The text tells us the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. That's Luke chapter 24, verse 20 to 21. You see, for a time, even hope died with Jesus. But Paul tells us that this is where the story had its turn. Jesus was raised from death. He appeared to many. He taught his disciples. He ate meals. 
he was present. We are, what we are told is the spirit that raised Jesus up is the same spirit present and alive in you. You have the spirit of God, the spirit of life, the one that conquered death. You see, Jesus' cross brought a death that ushered into our world a new life. A life where death no longer has the final word for those who are found in Christ, for those filled with the same Spirit. Now this hope is the basis for our lives and the source of our freedom from the fear of death. We have this life not because we're good people, but because Jesus died and rose again. Not because we've gotten our lives together, because we have status or achievement, but because Jesus lives, we shall live also. That hope not only appears at funerals for those who have died in Christ, but it is also the sustaining power in our world that remains haunted by death. It gives us joy and the freedom to live our lives to the glory of God. And that's what makes funerals worship services. Not the thought that the person was a good person, but that Jesus died and rose again. Let's pray. Lord God, help us to grasp the truth that the cross of Jesus has become the entryway into a new life of freedom from the fear of death. A life of joy and peace. Help me to rest today in the cross of Jesus and to trust that the this, this Spirit also lives in me. For I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.